Welcome to Foodie with a Life, or FWAL as I like to call it. I'm Christina Conrad. This podcast is not about doing more. It's about grinding less so that we can be more present in our lives. Foodie with a Life is about quality of life, fueling your body to truly feel nurtured, taking care of yourself, tuning into mindfulness, eating real food, doing activities that gives you energy, surrounding yourself with people who make you feel like the best version of you, and taking time to rest. We'll explore topics of food, of course, helping kiddos eat new foods, this is helpful, getting dinner on the table, how many planning will change your life, and above all else, being more present. Hint, it starts with one big deep breath. Thanks so much for being here. Let's dig in. Hi. So today's episode is kind of twofold. So first we're going to talk about enlisting your team because cooking and feeding your family is a lot of work or it can be a lot of effort. Um, And then you also want buy-in from your people because it sucks when people get to the table and then go, ugh, I don't want this for dinner. It just is, in my opinion, so enraging. Um, But the idea that you would have some buy-in also helps to delegate the work. So the first thing we're going to talk about is enlisting your team. And then the second thing we'll talk about is just generally the dinner or meal eating ritual and how to create a bit of a ritual for your family if you don't have it already, even if you're starting it and you have a teeny tiny kiddo um, or it's not something that you previously done. Having a mealtime ritual fosters community. It helps to connect people, to ground your energy, and really creates a community around the table. This podcast episode is sponsored by the Seasonal Recipe Bundle, an exciting offer I've put together for you in 2022. It's all about knowing what foods are in season and having simple recipes that help guide you into each season feeling fantastic and inspired. Each bundle is a mix of breakfast, lunch, dinner, veggie side, and snack recipes that are simple, healthy, and super delicious. Subscribe today by clicking on the link in episode notes or on foodiewithalife.com in the shop. And thanks. So let's talk first about enlisting your team to be a part of the cooking in your house. So if you have a partner that likes to cook, bring them in. (laughs) We love when people are involved because feeding yourself and your family is a ton of effort. So the first thing I always recommend for clients is to write a weekly menu with your family. That might just mean you and your partner. It might mean your toddler is there or, you know, your elementary school age kid or whoever. Have people put in their two cents on picking maybe like one or two dishes that they think sounds great. Then write your grocery list at the same time so that you have your menu and you have your grocery list. Both have all the ingredients so you know it's covered. And then have your partner, if you are the primary cook, and you're feeling like, I don't need to be doing all this by myself, give your partner or have them choose a recipe or two to own, okay? This can be a new recipe for them. It can be a recipe that's in their toolbox, however you want to do it. 
This is like a delegate, divide, and conquer. So I recently did a poll on Instagram to see um, in a previous episode I did with a friend, Erin Galloway, was all about her having some friction with her boyfriend cooking and kind of like dividing and conquering and kind of coming at it from two different places. So I did a poll on Instagram to see how people feel about cooking with a partner or alone. Like what do you prefer, cooking by yourself or cooking with a buddy? 90% of people said they want to cook alone, which I thought was hilarious, but I totally get it. Sometimes it's more work to like, talk someone through it and, you know, get into the nitty gritty or have an opinion about slicing an onion or whatever. I also feel like cooking is kind of, can be also kind of a quiet meditative thing. And sometimes having your own space to cook is really grounding. So my advice is have your partner choose their recipe and then leave them alone. My husband would happily, (laughs) happily have me leave him alone while he cooks. So as, you know, as you guys are creating this menu together and you're cooking and then you, you know, go to have dinner as much as possible, try to sit down to dinner with everyone at the table, especially if you have little kids, even if you have a baby, we really tried to make a conscious effort of sitting down to dinner as best we could with our schedules, you know, every night. And sometimes it was my daughter was eating, especially when she was little, eating early And my husband and I, you know, were like one of us was feeding her and the other one was making dinner, but we were all in the kitchen and we were all kind of in this communal space. So I really want to encourage you to foster that space of like food and community and turning your phones off and just having that time together. Something we've also done that has been kind of a beautiful practice is we call it saying grateful. So Brene Brown was talking on her podcast about how gratitude fuels joy. So it's not the other way around where you would think that if someone has all these things, they're really joyful. Like that's not the way it works. It's having gratitude for whatever you have is what fuels your joy. And I love this because it just feels like then joy is so within our reach and so like within the power of ourselves. So I brought this idea to our family and we just sit down for dinner and we say one thing we're grateful for, we have a cheers and it's just kind of like our little connection point for dinner. Well, my daughter, who was probably two at the time, got super into it. And so now breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we sit down whenever her and I or her and I and my husband or however it works, sit down to a table. She says, mama, we didn't say grateful. Mama, we got to say grateful. And so it kind of ends up being this thing that we always just have this like beautiful touch point of saying what we're grateful for. And I love it because sometimes my husband will say something he's grateful for and it's like, dang, I didn't even know that was part of your day. You know, he'll be grateful for something like XYZ happened and I was really grateful for this. And it's like, wow, you know, it's kind of, he kind of pulls back the curtain a little bit for his day and I get to see a piece of it that maybe I wouldn't have even seen. It also, you know, shows my daughter that we can be grateful for really simple things. Like it doesn't have to be fancy. She sometimes is grateful for chicken or mustard or olives. She's, she's regularly grateful for olives, (laughs) but it's just, and, and no judgment around it, no judgment for us, no judgment for anything. It just is like, we're all in this place and we're dropping our love into the bucket. 
So I love the practice of saying grateful. You might do something similar. It might be grace. It might be a prayer, whatever. But just having that little ritual when you sit down to the table together, instead of just digging into your food, like stopping, taking a moment, seeing each other, and just connecting. We'll end today's episode with a little bit of a breathing meditation. So roll your shoulders up, back, and down. Find a length to your spine. Big inhale through the nose and then exhale through the mouth. Drop your eyes closed if you can. Let your hands kind of come to a fist for a moment, squeeze, and then relax. Feel your belly to pull in, squeeze, and then relax. And then a gentle tuck to the tailbone so that you can feel the low back lengthening slightly, the torso lengthening. Feel your glutes to tighten, pull everything in, and then release. And feel your feet to tighten, toes to curl in, and then release. We'll do a few measured breaths. And so we'll inhale to the count of six, We'll hold to the count of two, and we'll exhale to the count of six. And when I say hold, it's not a tensing hold. It's like a floating. So you're kind of going to float the breath at the top and then exhale to release. So once again, roll the shoulders back and down, and we'll begin. Inhale, two, three, four, five, six, hold, one, two, exhale, two, three, four, five, six, inhale, two, three, four, five, six, hold, two, exhale, two, three, four, five, six, inhale, two, three, four, five, six, hold, two, exhale, two, three, four, five, six, inhale, two, three, four, five, six, hold, two, exhale, two, three, four, five, six, inhale, two, three, four, five, six, hold, two, exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Take a big inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth. Just notice how you feel. If there's been any change your general nervous system or your heart rate or your breathing pattern. And as you're ready, begin to blink the eyes open. Thank you so much for being with me today. I hope our conversation allows you to take back a bit of your time so you can have more space, more breathing room, more energy. Have a great day.